0: In the name of Jesus, and we've heard this, so I want to echo this tonight. You know, I remember hearing apostle say this, uh, that he heard, that he shared with us. And so I want to release it again. Uh, You can have as much of God as you want. (laughs) You can have as much of God as you want. So, Father, Lord, we want more in Jesus' name. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that statement. I know some people have issues with it, but not us because there's more of him to experience, there's more of him to know, there's more of him to learn of. And so we're gonna learn of him even some more tonight in Jesus' name, hallelujah. And so again, I say welcome. Uh, to your family. My name is Sir Walter Scott III, pastor here at Abounding Grace. For those that do not know, and if you happen to be joining us for the first time tonight, we say welcome. Go ahead and say, if you happen to be joining us for the first time uh, on stream, just go ahead and just put it in the chat to say, hello, I'm first time here. So that way we can greet you. And then I know others are just saying hello as well and saying that we want more of God. Hallelujah. Well, yep, we're ready for the more. We're going to get into the more. In the name of Jesus because there is more so we've been in Acts chapter 12 talking about augmented reality augmented means greater it means more complete and so I know that's part of the more um, even when uh, Apostle Alice a few weeks ago uh, you know she talked about the more in the midst of our praise and in the midst of our worship that we are stepping into the more and so uh, I agree with that statement I believe that it is God's heart and it is the reality that we are in, whether it might look like it in the natural or not, whether you might, it's not an emotional statement, but it is of the spirit of, 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 from eternity. Amen. All right. So I know we're going to continue on. Let's go to Acts chapter 12, Acts chapter 12. But before we begin, let me take a drink of water here. (laughs) I want to share this story. Some of you may have heard something similar, basic, but it has something very profound. And so it's the profound statement that will actually be the last sentence of this story. Um, But it's the story of truth and lie. So it says one day a man named truth and a man named lie stood by a river just outside of town. They were twin brothers. Lie challenged truth to a race, claiming he could swim across the river faster than truth. Lie laid out the rules to the challenge, stating that they both must remove all their clothes and, at the count of three, dive into the freezing cold water to swim to the other side and back. So, one, lie should not be settling any rules. But, anyways, let me read this, continue on. Lie counted to three, <laughs> but when truth jumped in, lie did not. As truth swam across the river, lie put on truth's clothes and walked back into town dressed as truth. He proudly paraded around town pretending to be Truth. (laughs) Truth made it back to shore, but his clothes were gone, and he was left naked with only lies clothes to wear. Refusing, Refusing to dress himself as lie, Truth walked back to town naked. People stared and glared as Truth walked through town. He tried to explain what happened and that he was, in fact, Truth, but because he was naked and uncomfortable to look at, people mocked and shunned him, refusing to believe he was really truth. Ah The people in town, here we go, last sentence. the people in town chose to believe lie because he was dressed appropriately and easier to look at. Oh my goodness. And so this will kind of be uh, weaved in and out and so uh, but actually. We come from the scripture to where this story ties in so scripture first and now let's go back to Acts chapter 12 somebody like we're reading it again absolutely and we're going to read it again and again and again and again Um, but this portion we're going to read tonight Acts chapter 12 verse 5 through 8 one more time here we go and I'm in the New King James Version you ready and it says this Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, somebody just say now behold. Yeah. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. And a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, which we talked about last week. And his chains fell off his hands, and that portion we talked about on Sunday. Then verse 8, and we're going to stop here. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did, and he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So now we're going to go back to... The first part of verse 8, and it says, Then the angel, then the angel, the messenger of the Lord, sent one of God on assignment based on the prayers of the church. Says to Peter, leading apostle in the church, he says to him, Gird yourself. Gird yourself. And I know that's not a terminology that we use a whole lot. As a matter of fact, especially in our Western English, we don't say a gird at all. It's not something that I hear except. Whenever we read scripture, but somebody, again, say gird yourself. And if you're watching this in proximity to somebody, meaning somebody is next to you, tell them gird yourself. Look at them in the eye and say, hey, gird yourself. Now, some people might be like, well, man, I don't know what that means. If you were here, if you listened a couple of weeks ago, we alluded to it because everything that we're talking about was was gave like a, a, a revelatory overview then. But now we're going deeper into each point. Or expanding I should say into each point so gird yourself it's translated in the Greek to one fashion it says to put on your garment but then more specifically to put on your belt ah to put on your belt and then metaphorically speaking what we see in in in, in scripture as a matter of fact even in Ephesians 6 you don't have to turn there But when Paul, when he was talking about the armor of the Lord that we wear uh, metaphorically, he said, now gird yourself with truth or have your yourself girded around the waist with truth. So in other words, this belt, if you will, if we can say that in in our modern vernacular, this belt is symbolic and representative of truth. Oh, somebody say truth. Oh, help me. Holy Ghost. Woo. Truth. Truth is so important. Truth is valuable. Truth is necessary. Truth is critical. Ah, truth is critical. And to know the truth is even more critical. <laughs> It's one thing to have truth stand by you, but then to be able to put it on is a totally different uh, revelation and a totally different action. And so we see here, uh, let me just kind of go over this part again for those that might not have heard it. So we see here Peter, which was bound in prison, and we see the level of captivity that he was in because he was chained, there were two soldiers next to him, and there were two sets of guards on the outside of the prison, as well as iron gates on the prison and iron gates of the city. So he was bound, 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 bound uh, in the natural as could possibly be. In addition to that, his life was up next to be executed because the other disciple Uh, James was executed not too long earlier. So now we have all this type of scenario, so in the natural, it looks like impossibilities all the way around. So now Peter is bound in chains, and so he doesn't have on certain garments, certain paraphernalia. He doesn't have on his sandals. So the angel strikes him, wakes him up, and we talked about the chains falling off. So he arises, chains fall off. Now, the instruction that the angel gives him, specifically this first one, he says, gird yourself. Gird yourself. In other words, put on truth. (laughs) There we go. Put on truth. Now, before we start digging into some revelatory aspects of the truth, let's talk about this first, because, again, we talked about the natural reality that was surrounding him between the prisons and the guards and the gates. Right. Now, it seemed like that that was a real thing in in, in, in on and on face value, according to the eyes, it was. But at the same time, when there's a greater reality that shows up that now present quote unquote present fact, I should say, no longer holds weight, no longer holds power because the greater truth has shown up. So now, now we can almost look at that situation as a lie because a greater truth has shown up. So now, Think about it. We just talked about the story of of truth and lie. And now we are actually in an environment, in society, globally actually, where lies are so prevalent, where there is so much deception uh, through media to where you can't really rely upon what you hear through news reports and even what you see through video. Because people have a chance now with technology to change things or to manipulate things, to show you what they want you to see. So we have to be people of truth. We have to be people that, that, that say this, even to ourselves, looking in the mirror, say, gird yourself. So now the nature of lie, let's take a look at this. The first lie, you're going to see this, the first lie. Uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and go there. The first lie. I look at this as the first lie, at least that was recorded that we see here in Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12 through 15 and of course um y'all know I like you know I'll go back and forth between digital and paper but it's sometimes you know when I read it on this paper bible things just even jump out even more all right y'all there Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12 through 15 and I'm just gonna read this is about the fall of Lucifer, how you are fallen from heaven. O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground. You who weaken the nations. Here we go. And this is important. A matter of fact, I'll probably stop at just 14. For you have said in your heart, said in your heart, said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. Listen, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the Mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will, he says it again, ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. So he's saying, I will, I will, I will, I will. So we see that this part here, if we slow it down, we see that the first lie began in the heavenly or a higher realm there. Right. And then now we see here, That he said in his heart. So now this is actually, if you think about it, this is thought realm. So he says in his heart, but he makes this statement. He says, I will. And then he spoke in his heart and it was all about I, 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 I. And I believe if we count it, he said it five times. One, two, three, four. Yeah, he has five I will statements here. So now Jesus continues on uh, in John chapter eight and talks about this. Uh, a little bit further here, because we see Lucifer. Uh, we see here how Isaiah records what Lucifer was saying in his heart in heaven, and when, of course we know that he was cast down. It was not a grand war, <laughs> as some movies might try to depict. Uh, it wasn't even a fight. It was a, a cast down like lightning. It was it was that quick. And so now here we see here, uh, John chapter eight. So Jesus uh, speaks about this, and so. He's having this confrontation with these uh, uh, Jewish people who have issues with Jesus. All right. But let me just go ahead and just jump in right here because we're familiar with this. Verse 43. So now he's asking them, why do you not understand my speech? And then he gives them the answer. Because you are not able to listen to my word. Hmm. <laughs> Whoo. That's a lot. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. Somebody just say right now, Lord, help me to be able to hear your word and to listen. Verse 44, you are of your father, the devil. So let me stop this because sometimes, you know, people might not know this. These people were saying we're the children of Abraham. And so we don't have need for this and that and all that type of stuff. And Jesus is letting them know. It's like "Ah, you might think so in the natural. But let me talk to you from the realm of the spirit. So he says this, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth ah, because there is no truth in him. None. No truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Y'all see? Now you hear that from from the uh, story, right? Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? And we'll stop at verse 47. He who is of God hears God's word. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. So Jesus, again, talks about the devil, the liar, the father of lies. And so... He gives some nature or continues on to some of the nature in which we want to be mindful of to make sure that we don't fall in this category because he's talking to people and saying, hey, your father is the devil. (laughs) What a strong statement. And so I think some people that 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 have these ideals and conceptions about Jesus need to go and review scripture again to see how strong he was because he is truth. And many people Uh, many people don't want to recognize the fact that he is truth. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but here we hear lies bring about death. They bring about separation. He was a murderer from the beginning. Jesus also said this, that the devil does not stand in truth, nor can any truth, any fraction, any amount of truth be found in him whatsoever. So don't be misleading saying, well, the devil can come in truth. No. There is no truth not in him. And then here's what's in, here's here's another part that, that really, uh, you know, we'll kind of zoom in some more. But he says that he speaks of his own resources. In other words, he speaks of his own. Woo, this is the father of lies now to help us understand the tactics and craftiness and subtleness of the enemy. And so what lies do, they bring about separation. If you talk about death, of course, you have it in the natural, but also in the realm of the spirit is to separate from life, to separate from truth, to separate from the greater reality. So he brings about he brings about that division. But then also what lies do, they speak on their own. In other words, they have no authority from God. They still have the ability to speak, but the authority from God is not there. So what lies do, they come from their own self. Because as truth cannot be found in Satan, lies cannot be found in God. God said, it is impossible for me to lie. I cannot lie. So we do understand that there. And so now with that, we know this as well. Jesus, we won't turn there, but we know in Jesus, in John 14, Jesus says, hey, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, right? So Jesus lets us know, he's like, I am the truth. And so for people that need to understand that, it's like, hey, you can have all these ideologies, all these philosophies, all these other theologies. But Jesus makes a distinction and separates himself. And he says, I am the truth. I am the truth. So Jesus says that. Another thing that he shares with us. I'm trying to think. uh... Okay. Yeah, let's go there. John 16. We know this, but we're going to see it. We need to see it. John 16, verse. 12. Jesus talks about the spirit of truth here, Holy Spirit, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. So just at that moment, they weren't able to bear them. However, when he the spirit of truth has come. This is important. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. Ah. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. And uh, let me just (laughs) let me just continue on here. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Okay, so let me read 13 one more time. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. So we see that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. Oh, thank God for Holy Spirit. But then we see here, remember how Lucifer said, I will, I will, I will, I will. And how Jesus said in John 8 that he speaks of his own. But then look what Jesus says now about himself, of course, him being truth. But now about the Holy Spirit who will guide us into all truth. He says he will not speak of his own authority. Oh, so now you see the order. You see the nature. You see what truth is about. So you got people all over the place, all over society speaking of their own. Somebody say, I'm not that is not going to be me. I'm going to be one that can bear truth. Come on. I'm going to be a bearer of truth and not ashamed of it and not scared to say it. Let me just say this right now as, as, as it's just on me. Truth is confrontational. (laughs) Truth is confrontational. That's why we have to gird ourselves up with it. Oh, we have to be fastened with truth. Okay. 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 So, Truth is confrontational. So what we see here, truth actually came. When we go back to Acts chapter 12, truth actually came to confront Peter's present reality or his present situation. Truth, meaning that that the messenger of the Lord, the angel of the Lord came in a greater truth to now confront what Peter was facing, what Peter was dealing with. And it was actually a very supernatural um, confrontation to where chains fell off. <laughs> oh, to where Peter's, to where the angel told Peter, it's like, hey, stand up, arise quickly, get up. Remember, the enemy can't stand in truth. But the angel was telling Peter, hey, stand up. Gird yourself, stand in truth. (laughs) Stand in truth. Now, let me share this part because, you know, this, this was brought to my attention. (laughs) One of the best things that Peter did was actually something that he didn't do that we see here in the sequence at this moment. One thing that we see that he didn't do, he didn't say a thing. He was silent while he was receiving the instructions. Oh my goodness. He wasn't doing a bunch of talking. He wasn't doing a bunch of chattering. There was no questioning that was going on. There was no questioning that was going on. Even though he's thinking it's a vision, thinking that it's a dream, still even amidst, and of course we know that it was the reality, but from his perspective still, He didn't say a thing. There was no questioning. There was no, there was no. Okay. Because think about it. There's some basic, some very simple instructions, but he didn't go off to thinking something different. The angel strikes him. Hey, Peter, get up. Peter, gird yourself. So in other words, he didn't say, I already know I'm getting ready to get up. And so I need to, I, I tell you, I tell you what, I already know is a dangerous thing to live by because what happens is you begin to close yourself off from the fullness of truth that is looking to present itself thinking that you know (laughs) Peter could have easily have said look I don't I don't need to do this right now because I already know that that I'm in chains and I'm getting ready to be executed Na, 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 Greater reality shows up. So we're not going to say I already know. So I wrote this down. Do not interrupt manifestation by talking out of your own mind. Ha, <laughs> ha. Woo. Do not interrupt manifestation by talking out of your own mind. So, again, Peter had an opportunity, even in a vision, because you see throughout Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, while people are even in visions, they're having conversations with angels or they're having conversations with God. But in this moment, there was no interruption because there was a greater truth. But then there was also immediacy. So, in other words, Peter did not interrupt the manifestation. By talking out of his own mind, by talking out of his own reasoning, no, no. So he was listening to the instructions, the instructions. (laughs) Yeah, didn't think about that, but the instructions, because it'll come and strike you and position you to be able to move forward. Okay. So anyways, maybe that's a play on words, but Peter, get up, Peter, gird yourself, gird yourself. In other words, put on your belt. He could have easily have walked out without it, but the angel with the word of the Lord says, no, you're going to need this. So you're going to need to put on truth. You're going to be, need to be secured and fastened in truth. And so what Peter did—remember—he didn't say anything. But I—I I, I just had this thought that I said this—that Peter learned silence. He learned silence because we know that Peter had had a tendency and had a history. Let me just move this over. Had had a history of speaking misappropriately before. You remember? <laughs> How many times would Peter would speak up? So, uh, okay, so when Jesus was transfigured on the Mount and it was Peter, James, and John that were with him, and of course there was Moses and Elijah ministering to Jesus, and then cloud shows up, you know, all this type of great stuff, and then Peter speaks and says, oh, it is good for us to be here. We should make a tabernacle for Jesus. We should make a tabernacle for Moses. We should make a tabernacle for Elijah. And God has to interrupt, the father interrupt and says, hey. This is my son. Hear him only. Peter had to get checked. It's like, ooh. And then they were afraid. <laughs> they were afraid. So that was one occasion. Another occasion, and we know this classic one, when Jesus was saying that, you know, he had to go to the cross, and Peter was like, you are not going to go to the cross. And Jesus had to rebuke Peter and say, Get thee behind me, Satan. Miss spoke misappropriately again, just had this great revelation about who Christ is and then gets, then gets rebuked <laughs> in the same sequence. Another time Peter misspoke irrationally was when uh, you know, he said, Jesus, I'm going to go with you. And Jesus was like, Peter, you're going to deny me. Not only going to deny me once, twice, but three times before the cro- cock crows. And Peter was like, I'll never do that. And then we know that he denied him. He denied him. So now when we think about that, Peter said we should honor other truths. Oh, remember, we should make a tabernacle for Moses and Elijah and Jesus. And how many people say that? Oh, you know what? We should honor that truth and we should honor that truth. And God, the father says, this is my son. Hear him only. And so for these people that are calling themselves Christians saying, well, yeah, I'm a Christian, but that other uh, belief system is true. And then that other belief is true as well, too. There's more than one way Then you are not a follower of Jesus or you don't know what he says. You don't know that he is truth in isolation alone. There is no other. So Peter, in that moment, if we look at it saying, hey, we should honor these other people, we should honor these other prophets. And God said, "Nope. there's only one. Honor him. So another thing, Peter said that truth isn't going to fulfill his mission. Jesus, the truth, you are not going to go to the cross. But no, Jesus was like the truth had to rebuke that lie. Says no, I got things to do. I have something to fulfill. Truth is saying, I have something to fulfill. And then another thing, Peter denied knowing truth. Remember, if we look at Jesus, Jesus saying, I am the truth. We see. We see these perspectives that Peter had to grow from. So now we see here in this moment now in Acts 12, Peter learned. He's like, hey, you know what? There's something happening. I don't fully know what's going on, but let me be silent for a moment and allow this truth to continue to fulfill its mission. Let me still listen to the instructions. So, oh, too often, too often we're quick to confidently speak on things we don't know confidently. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. I'm going to tell myself in a little bit, but I think it'll help somebody. Too often, we're quick to confidently speak on things we don't know confidently. So how many times, let me just go ahead and say this now. How many times have we talked ourselves out of truth that came and presented itself to us? Remember, we began to speak of our own reasoning because of the reality that we may have been facing seems like it was impossible <laughs> but then the greater truth comes and shows up so what we need to do is to say I mm, close my mouth and let me hear these instructions because now at the same time truth can also because it's comfort because it's confrontational it can it can offend your present state. It can offend your, your soul because the soul might get used to being bound. Of course, we know that the chains are off, but the soul might get used to thinking in a certain manner or thinking in a certain way. And God in his grace and his mercy said, hey, no, get up, arise quickly, chains are off, Gird yourself. In other words, you got to put on truth in this season and I have to confront and truth has to confront some things and change some things because there is a mission that must be fulfilled in your life. So think about it. Here, God or Sarah, God will share some things or will show some things in a vision or in a dream. And we will look at it and think that it's just a dream only, but not true, not reality. And then now when we begin to see it or when we, when we begin to hear it, we begin to reason and we begin to think. And now. Amongst our own selves now. Not with a God thought, not with God's authority. But then we'll say, well, man, how how will I? We might not say I will like Satan, but we'll say, how will I? How will I do this? How will I do that? How can those things take place with a questioning disposition, with the spirit of doubt uh, coming forth? And then we start to feel the pressure, excuse me, and the weight, weight of it. And then we start to get, and when we can, get sunken down and looking at our present condition, which truth comes to confront and change. But the condition that might be present should not be the the condition that conditions us. And that's why truth has to come and says, hey, no, no, you got to get out of that. Change are off. But now let's not get into our own reasoning. And then this is what we want to be mindful of as well. We need to check even the thoughts that are trying to come. Because now the enemy will say, well, hey, well, man, how are you going to do that? How's that going to happen? Because he knows. He knows Satan fell like lightning. But because he's the father of lies and there's no truth in him, now he'll try to come and submit some other thinking and submit mm, a fallen thought for you to pick up. He says, hey, I want you to pick this thought up and I want you to put that on instead. (laughs) The Lord, the angel comes and says, hey, gird yourself with truth. The enemy will come and say, gird yourself with this lie. And then what he'll try to do if we allow is to with the breath of God that we've been given and the likeness and nature of God that we've been given says, hey, now I need you to take that thought, get that in your mouth, release it with the breath of God. Because God has a creative ability, that breath that you have that's like God, I just want you to take this word that is not like God so that way you can now begin to speak it and then it'll manifest something that is not like God. That's why we do not interrupt manifestation by talking out of our own mind. No, truth comes from the mind of God. And what this truth does, it brings us up quickly as we receive it. And as we're being elevated in truth, as we are coming up thinking heavenly thoughts, Chains have to fall off. Change can't stay in this realm of the spirit. And so the very nature of truth is spiritual. It's more than just information. And check this out. It's more than even just honesty. Because you have people that go around and they are honestly wrong. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? So now what truth does, and that's why mm, truth does, it brings us up. It stretches us. It takes us up another notch. It takes us up so that way we can actually begin to walk and gird ourselves in another truth. In an either greater truth. And so the angel comes, he was like, hey, I see that condition, but now let me bring to you the truth. The prophetic words come and says, hey, despite your condition, As a matter of fact, some prophetic words come to where people are delivering them without even an awareness of what your present condition might look like because that present condition doesn't matter. The greater truth does. And then that is what God is saying. Hey, now I want you to stand in to gird yourself up in the greater truth. Oh, somebody say, oh, yeah, that's going to be me. That's going to be me. So let me share share this again, and this is what we're not going to do. We're not going to be speaking confidently because this is also one of them statements that you hear people say that they're loud and wrong all at the same time. (laughs) What we can be is quiet in truth, and that's even more powerful. It's not about the volume. It's about where you stand. Mmm, I stand the truth. So now this is what we're not going to do. Because that present truth will come, and then, and and I've experienced this as well, where you see it and you hear it, but your confidence is not fully there in that. And so sometimes people will say, well, man, I don't have confidence, but you do. It's just a misplaced confidence. And so what we want to do is place our confidence, our hope in Christ, the truth. So now again, it's like, Lord. I know you spoke this. I believe it. Let me share this one other thing. The Bible also says this, to study to be quiet. In other words, we have to learn to be quiet. We got to learn. In other words, that we're not just talking so rashly. I, I said it on Sunday, but I just want to say it again. When God is asking these questions and when God is saying some things to us, what how we can best respond if we're not confident or if we're not sure, then we can say, Lord, you know. Because, Lord, you are truth, you know truth, and as we are having this conversation, what you're doing is bringing me into what you know so that way I may know truth as well. That way I may know the truth of your ways. Oh, Gird yourself. Gird yourself. Tighten up. Tighten up. I need you to tighten up. I need you to gird yourself. And in that moment, Peter was like, oh, you know what, I'm going to gird myself and let me close my mouth. (laughs) Let me not speak anything right now. Let me just listen and follow the instructions. Because what happened, we might not read this particular tonight, uh, but we've read it already before. What happened, his closed mouth led to open doors. (laughs) His closed mouth, as he was Not speaking, but receiving the instructions and following the instructions. Or I should say this, not speaking contrary to what was taking place. Not speaking contrary to what was going on. And how many times, are? how many times can God show up and manifest in a particular fashion to where somebody might think that it's basic? Oh, yeah, here we go. Come on. Somebody gets healed of pain, and because it might be something that you didn't see, and maybe, maybe it wasn't crutches or maybe it wasn't them getting up out of a wheelchair or something that many people could just see with their eyes. Maybe it was something that they couldn't see. And then people will doubt and say, "While wow, the other person is rejoicing, thanking God. Well, eh, you know what, that's not that big of a deal. And even though they might not say it in their mouth, guess where they're saying it? In their heart. And so without them even realizing it, they are closing doors. Because of what they're saying, oh, in their heart. Study to be quiet. Some people, what happens is, you know, they get jealous. and am like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they paid off their vehicle or God bless them in that type of way. Oh, hallelujah. You know, one of them slow claps on the inside. It's like, hey, you know, I might be looking like a certain kind of way on the outside. But what I'm saying in my heart is something that's totally different. So what it is, you're walking in a fallen thought. And you're speaking of your own. It is something that God did, but we see it as something as basic. Up, oh, do not interrupt manifestation by speaking out of your own mind or even saying within your own heart. Whoo! So it's like ah, right, you got to check this. It's like oh, man, man, where's my truth at? It's like whoo, I've been walking around and I you feel a little funny if you don't have your belt on when you're wearing something that should have a belt. <laughs> you're like this. You're kind of just checking yourself, and you're, and, and, you're, and you're self-conscious. Oh, man, when you don't have your belt on, just think about it. Even in the natural, if you don't have your belt on, you're self-conscious. You're thinking about, well, man, is this going to slide? Is this going to slip? Is this going to be seen? You're thinking about self. And it's not even comfortable because now stuff is not where it needs to be on you. Mm. So certain things that God has called you to put on uh, your your, your joy, your, your your peace, which we'll talk about Sunday and all these other type of things, hope and faith and all that. It is secured in truth. It's like, oh, but yeah, you need truth. The truth of it holds it all together. Well, Lord, why should I have hope? You should have hope. Because it's true. Why should I have joy? You should have joy because joy is true. Why should I have peace? You should have peace because it is true. And the Bible, we've said it before, but I need to say it again. Let God be true and every man a lie. Hmm. Ah, my goodness. So, Here we go. Very simple. But now, when you guard your heart, you can be guided. (laughs) When you guard, you can be guided. Uh, When you guard, when you're saying, hey, you know what, I'm not gonna say anything in my heart, I'm not gonna speak anything, I'm not gonna interrupt manifestation, so that way I can follow these instructions. So we got a war. I think that's another reason why that we see in Ephesians six that, man, truth is, uh, is, is part of our our weaponry. But we have to war with. Okay, hold up. Let me find it. Let's go. Ephesians six. <laughs> Yeah, we got some time. Ephesians 6. Give me about five more minutes or so. Ephesians 6. Verse 10. Let's go. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Remember, stand in truth that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against pow- principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Ah, yeah, heavenly places, right? Didn't we see that? Oh, let me find this in the Amplified as well too. I feel like I need to go there after I read this in the New King James. In heavenly places, verse 13, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day which we're in now and having done all to stand. And I'm just going to read part A of verse 14. Stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having girded your waist with truth, I like this, In the Amplified Classic, it says this, verse 14, part A. Stand therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins. So we war with truth. And I do not think it strange nor lightly that this is the first piece of armor that we put on. And now we see in acts that it was the first piece of apparel that the angel told Peter to put on. Somebody say truth first. (laughs) Truth first. So now when the thoughts come, come on, this is how we gird ourselves. This is how we tighten the belt. When the thoughts come. This is one of the things that I believe the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of truth will begin to ask you because you begin to see some things. and You begin to kind of begin to reason and start to look at the facts of a situation and try to contemplate uh, how to maneuver and what needs to be done. But the first thing that I believe that the spirit of the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of truth will say is, hey, what is truth? (laughs) What is truth? What is true? And then immediately when you have that question, and you can ask yourself that, whenever, whenever you start to think, and maybe start to feel the pressure of conditioning. Mm, whenever you start to feel the weight of conditioning, you want to interrupt that. It's like, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Let me ask this question first before you continue on with your nonsense. With your nonsense, let me ask this. Lord, what is truth? And immediately, You, asc- you ascend. Immediately you ascend to the realm of God's thinking. To the realm of the spirit. To now you begin to think supernatural possibilities. And now when you start to think on this plane with the thought and with the mind of Christ and the mind of God. Because the mind of Christ Christ also being truth and the spirit of truth does not speak on his own authority, but he speaks of Christ and declares to us truth. All of that working in our favor. Now when we're thinking with the mind of God, when we're girded up, when we are fasting, we are fixed, when we are tightened up in truth. Now we can look in that conditioning and say, Oh, this condition can change. And now we start to think on a different playing field. And now the instructions don't have to be as complicated as we may have thought from a base level. Mmm. But from the higher level, it says, hey, put on your belt. Put on your truth. Get up. These weren't hard instructions. These weren't difficult instructions. They just had to be followed. Woo! You can trust the truth. And so now people that are of God, we can hear the truth. We can hear the truth. So that's why the Holy Spirit will come and ask, hey, what is truth? It's like, oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. Because I was looking at this situation and I was starting to think based on the, the, the conditioning of the world. Mm, God, no! I thank you, Lord, that you're giving me higher thoughts, Lord. Let me get back to your truth, so I can stand in it, because <laughs> I want a war with this. This is, this is where my victory is. Oh, it could be, it could be some some things that are like phew, situations that look impossible. Man, how in the how is this going to happen? How in the world are we gonna get out of this? Not gonna get out of it through the world's way. Arise quickly, come up, chains fall off, we're gonna gird ourselves in truth. And then I'm gonna show you how to get out. Follow me. Follow my instructions, I'm going to show you how to get out. Follow my instructions, I'll show you how to get out of debt. Follow my instructions, I'll show you how to prosper. Follow my instructions, I'll show you how, I'll, I'll show you how you can begin to cause this change in your body. Follow my instructions, I'll show you how this door can be open for you. We, th- we think truth. Everything else to say, hey, come like this, but come receive this, receive this. It's like nah, you're not true. You might have on truth's clothes, but you don't have the nature of truth. That was a lie. So now, let me finish with this thought. Come on, yeah. So now. This will help us to stand because the wows of the devil are coming increasingly more and more. And they're coming with things that look like truth, dressed as truth. Say, hey, yeah, receive this. This is a good idea. But we need to be like, oh, no. Lord, what is truth? What are you you saying? What are you you showing? Where can I find it, (laughs) you know, in the word? You got all these people that say now this this philosophy that's coming more and more, that people say it innocently, but I'm like, ah, that doesn't sound like God. You got people that say this, baby, walk in your truth. Don't you hear that all the time? Well, yeah, I'm going to walk in my truth. You don't got no truth. You do not have any truth. Let me say it that way. You do not have any truth of your own. If you do, then you are of your father, the devil. That says, I will, and speaks of my own. Mm. No, we don't have a truth to stand on if it didn't come from the authority of the Lord. This is our truth. It's been given to us. Thank you, Lord. Lord, what is your truth? Lord, what is your truth, Lord? What is your truth? What is your mind on this situation? So that way, Lord, I'm not speaking of my own accord. But now when I speak, I can now speak truth with authority. In love. Okay. One other thing that's just coming to me right now. So now, now, thank you, Holy Ghost, we can speak at the end of the events what Peter said, because he was silent the whole time. He was following the instructions. He was girding himself. He was putting on his sandals. Chains fell off. Doors opened. Doors opened. So now he's on the outside of the city, right? Then he speaks, and he says, oh, oh, let me go back to it. So I just want to make sure I say exactly what he said. And we're going to read this again at a later point, too, because it's important. Hold on. Here we go. Verse 11, Acts chapter 12, verse 11. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. Now he was released to speak and talk the truth. Now I know the truth that you know, or you shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Set you free. Didn't Jesus say that? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Woo! Somebody say, I'm free. Ha <laughs> Somebody say, yeah, we're going to continue saying that. We talked about no chains on Sunday, but here's a greater, another dimension of that because we're girded with truth. We're girded with truth so we can stay free. We keep truth in the atmosphere of our heart and of our mind so we can stay walking in freedom and in truth. Father, we bless you. We thank you, Lord, for your truth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we thank you, God, for your truth. Lord, I think for some, Lord, they need to uh, need to learn how to be quiet. Maybe they've been speaking too rashly, speaking out of their own mind. God, I thank you, Lord, that there's just a pricking of the heart, conviction, and understanding, and all the getting. God, let there be understanding tonight, Lord. I pray, Lord, that the word was able to be received tonight, God, because the spirit of truth um, 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 teaching and revealing and showing in Jesus' name. Lord, so bring us up in truth tonight, Lord. Lord, that we'll be mindful whenever we're confronted with conditions, Lord, Holy Spirit, that you remind us to say, hey, what is truth? What is truth? God, and that we step up and that we ascend into your reality, To where it manifests and become our reality, God. So we thank you. Oh, yep. Somebody say, Lord, I thank you for manifesting your truth in my life. Oh, that's a good word. Lord, I thank you for manifesting your truth in my life. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for manifesting your truth over this situation. And then what the Lord will do, he'll bring you up, give you instructions to follow him. Lord, I thank you for manifesting your truth. Oh, go ahead. Just begin to just say it certain right now. If you've been confronted by a condition, go ahead. Speak to it. Yep, I'm not gonna say a whole lot we're just gonna let this music play go ahead and speak with the breath of God that you've been given speak truth go ahead Lord I thank you for manifesting your truth over my son I thank you for manifesting your truth over my daughter I thank you for manifesting your truth over my go ahead we're gonna speak right now you are you doing that I'm gonna just pray in the Holy Ghost to undergird you <speaking in Spanish> yeah thank you Lord Thank you Lord for manifestation in the name of Jesus so that way your people can say now I know now I know now I know and we shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free God I thank you Lord for liberty taking place in truth even so again some of the things that people may have spoken about you or something that you maybe you have spoken about yourself out of out of the irrationalness out of your own mind and maybe we open the door for the enemy to uh, Causes us to, to, to plant a seed of lie uh, into our heart, into our mind that we spoke out of it. God, we interrupt that in the name of Jesus. We cancel it. We call it null and void. Now, Lord, let your truth replace it in Jesus' name.